0: I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. Starling Bank has been making waves in the UK, leading the charge of the neobanks. Indeed, it lays claim to be the first of the challenger banks to turn a profit and, by the by, to be Britain's first digital bank. It had plans to expand abroad, but they've changed thanks to Engine. Engine provides financial institutions around the world with access to Starling's banking platform – Starling basically being the bank that built itself. Nick Druitt, Chief Commercial Officer, engine by Starling, leads Engine's commercial and business strategy and explains what Starling did and what it plans to do. But first, do you want to access the $10 billion Middle East FinTech opportunity? If the answer is yes, then join the Cedar IBSI FinTech Lab and fast-track your journey of market expansion to the GCC with us. As a Fintech Lab member, you'll have access to skilled mentors and have the opportunity to learn, network and collaborate with like-minded individuals, building your knowledge base, skills and connections. Visit www.cedaribsifintechlab.com. Now, back to our conversation with Nick Druitt, Chief Commercial Officer, Engine by Starling. We built the bank from scratch. So we set out to build a
1: better bank, which is Starling Bank. When we were doing that, the team looked around at what was available and concluded that, generally speaking, the best thing to do was to build our own in order to create something unique and modern and differentiated and that met our requirements. So we didn't set out with a kind of religious principle that everything had to be built in-house. It was just that was the best way to meet our needs. Subsequently, we decided, having built that platform, We then decided that that would be the vehicle for international growth, that instead of expanding the bank internationally by seeking banking licences in Europe and elsewhere, that instead we would partner with banks around the world and provide our technology and our expertise as part of it. So that's where Engine was born.
0: Let's come back, if we may, to your strategy in a moment, but Let's talk about Engine by Starling, the design decisions and the final makeup. How far has it moved on from where you started creating Starling Bank?
1: Yeah, well, so quite some way. When the bank first launched, you know, clearly, there's a significant amount of engineering work to get to that point. You know, we built a cloud-native ledger. We built all the customer service processes. We built the front-end mobile app and so on. At the time that we launched the you know, the MVP, you know, it was you know, retail only. Starling Bank won uh, one of the awards for the you know, Williams and Glynn um, Capability Innovation Fund. Uh, we won one of the bigger, or well, the second biggest award, and we use that to build out the SME banking functionality and launch Starling in the UK for business customers, which is what the, the grant intended. And so that and that's been very successful. It's achieved its goal. As a bank, we have 9% of the SME market in the UK and growing as people switch. Because you know, it was, I guess, the first modern, cloud native, better banking proposition in the UK. So over the years we've built out both the you know the, the product and customer breadth. We've also, over the years, replaced various bits of third-party software. For different reasons, we, we felt that it would be better to have things on the same platform. So, card processing uh, we've built ourselves. Call center uh, we've we've embedded into the platform. All onboarding is now done as uh, without third party services and functionality, apart from you know, third party data services. So, yeah, we've we've got to the point now that uh, we've got a a complete set of services that combine to form the, you know, the, the platform that runs Starling Bank. And that, that's what Engine is.
0: Would it be fair to say that it is de facto a modular system?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a set of independent services that speak to each other through APIs that have independent databases that in theory, you know, like a stickle brick, you could unplug components and replace with third-party components. So yes, absolutely, it is. it is modular. I've some people use the word composable. In many ways, ours is decomposable because it's, it's complete, and, but you could pick it apart. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a modern architecture with a discrete services that combine to form a, a coherent whole.
0: So again, it would pretty much be fair to say that Starling Bank would not be Starling Bank without this platform. There is a unique quality to the bank that is derived from the platform you have created.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there are many things that have driven Sterling Bank's success. You know, the the brand, the uh, the people, the the whole proposition. But yes, yeah, so a key enabler has been the the technology platform for a variety of reasons. So Sterling's doing well because customer services is rated very highly, and our operating costs are very low. One of the reasons customer service is high is because you know we, we have a single platform with a single view of everything. To be honest so if, if you call the call center agents can fix problems they they can resolve issues directly and they don't have to raise a ticket or go to another system everything is presented to them so they can be helpful because we have one system our operating costs are very low most journeys are self-service the, the app is very functionally rich so we can afford we don't have a big legacy set of systems to run or data centers or anything like that. So we can afford to do things like we choose to put money into the call center experience as a point of differentiation and and for our brand. So if you call the call center, you get straight through to, subject to call wait times, you get straight through to a human agent and they're told that they can spend as long as necessary to fix your problem. So, and and we can afford to offer a, a... yeah, better value banking service uh, proposition in the UK, so we don't charge for things that other banks charge for. All of these things are enabled by the, the platform.
0: Okay. Now you alluded earlier, what well, you mentioned directly: the the change in marketing strategy, the change in how you want to expand. So you built the engine, engine by yeah. Starling. When and how was the decision taken? This is the route we're going to go. We're going to market. The platform. We're not going to to expand the bank, and and by the way, I assume you would not be making your service proposition available to your UK banking competitors. Actually, we are. So
1: you know, we're we're selective, but there are plenty of financial institutions in the UK that need a new platform and uh, that you know, aren't really direct competitors to us. So so yeah, we. We don't exclude the UK at all. Um, and we think you know, the styling proposition is more than just the technology. It's the app, it's the brand, it's the customer service, it's everything. So yes, we there's no rule that says we, we won't do uh, business with UK clients. Going back to your first question on how the decision came about, well, it was really so that the bank was going through an extended process of securing a European banking licence through Dublin, and you know, that was taking its course, as these things do. These are clearly decisions that regulators don't take lightly. And I think there was a kind of dawning realisation on the styling side that we're a pre-IP organisation. We want to um, optimise value for our original shareholders, all of whom are still on board. Well, the, the original shareholders are all on board as our employees. So we want to optimise value within reason and A better way to optimize value internationally is to lead with a software as a service proposition instead of going country by country and building a brand and building a customer base, which just takes time. So that was the the driver of the
0: decision. So who's your target market for this software as a service proposition? Is it existing banks and brands? Is it startups? Are there specific geographical regions? Are there specific countries that you're looking at marketing it in? Well, to be honest, we're very open-minded. Where where the proposition has resonated
1: the most has typically been with existing banks. They get the value of operating a bank on a single system. It's something that they've never seen. <laughs> and, and they understand the problems that having a complicated estate, the problems that that inflicts on employees. So I think that that message has resonated the most with existing banks that that can see the value in having that one platform, the single view of everything, and what that means for the way you manage a bank that is transformative. So yes, I, I think the question then is how do they then choose to implement it? I think because even then, existing banks, you know, there there are different models for moving to a uh, a modern platform, ranging from a complete migration of the existing bank to, you know, setting up a challenge, a brand in a country, to launching new product propositions on a new stack, you know, there, there are different models. So I think our, our early clients are predominantly existing institutions that are looking to launch an, a new brand or a new proposition. But yeah, we've looked at um, replatforming propositions as well. These are not to be feared, and they're not to be taken lightly, but also not to be feared. And I think in the UK in particular, since various high-profile problems, that people have been running scared of doing replatformings and data migrations and cutovers, which shouldn't be the case. These are all very manageable engineering exercises. Provided you get them right. Provided you get them right and you get the right people to do
0: it, yeah. Final question. Then you mentioned you're a pre-IPO organisation. I assume that's kind of off the table at the moment, given the macroeconomic conditions and the market conditions. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, th- I think it's been talked about openly that you know, we'll we'll IPO when the time is right. So there are, there
0: are currently no no fixed plans. Nick Druid, Chief Commercial Officer, Engine by Starling.